KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. really kind of excited to talk about this game. I think they play one of the most consistent games we've seen in this losing streak. And like I said, they lose tonight 122 to 116 to the Indiana Pacers. This is your first take Thunder post game show. I am Christine Butterfield and sitting across from me this is, weird. is Matt Burton. This is weird. Oh my gosh. You don't like sitting there? You don't like being over here? Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on right now. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Behind, um, Can I was, hear me? I was told that mic was going to get worked on. Okay. Oh, well. I All always right, no use worries. this mic. I don't know what's going on, but... Everybody else, you're fine, Christine. No worries. All right. Can you hear me? Can hear you now, okay, sir. Perfect. Oh, great. Awesome. Love that. Love to hear that. No, yeah, this is so weird. Post-game show's tanking, too. I don't know what's going on. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm we're sitting here in this room. Uh, Brady's on the other side of the glass, but for the first time ever, normal, what is going on here? Oh my gosh, what is going on? The Thunder don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on. But guess what? I didn't know what was going on during that game either. So this is perfect. No, I you know I kind of expected the same old, same old that we've seen the past few games, the past you know eleven to twelve games where they've you know gone serious into the tank. They're really trying to get that lottery pick, and. Tonight we saw a very competitive performance from them, even though we've said that the past few games. Tonight especially, they really balled out and they really showed what they can be in the future if they play like this every single night. And they had one of the most consistent games to date. Let me just tell you, so first quarter they scored 28 points, second quarter 29, third quarter 29, third quarter 30. Like They played a very consistent game of basketball. They had four players in double figures tonight with Darius Baisley, Moses Brown, Svi Mikhailuk, and Kenrich Williams. So a lot to get into tonight. Um, I just want to start off with you, Matt, because obviously you're sitting next to me for one of the first times. Um, But I thought that it was really great to see that Darius Baisley, again, tonight, it was his night to shine, his time to be that superior player for the Thunder, to really showcase his talent and showcase why he's going to be a cornerstone for their future. He's been playing really well since coming back from his injury. I think he's averaging around 20 points per game since he's come back. And what do you what do you think that this means for the Thunder that he's able to actually put up these numbers every night more consistently? Yeah, I'm like, it's... it's it- I don't know. Me, and you, me, you, and Jerry, when we were on the post game the other night, I can't even remember. All these games run together, so I can't even remember what game it was. But uh, we had a talk about Darius Baisley, and I, I, I've been wanting to see him be kind of the focal point mm-hmm. down the stretch with all these guys out when Lou Dort's out and Shea both. Um, but then, yeah, no, the other night, I, I just I don't know if that's his game. Right. I don't know if that's his game, but. Like tonight, it it surprised me. I didn't think that Darius Baisley had it in him. I was just, I was kind of more like, okay, I want to see it. I want to see him be the guy. I want to see him kind of try to take the game, uh, take the game over for the Thunder. Yeah. And he hadn't done it yet. Mm -hmm. And even when guys were out and he was one of the only ones on there, I I didn't think that he had it in him. But this was, this was good for him today. I think he was like 
Poku got hurt, uh, or not not hurt. He was sick, I think. Like, he, yeah, he was it was sick, a non-COVID so illness. Non-COVID illness. So, so yeah, so he's out. Weather. Yeah, after five minutes of playing, and so he's out the rest of the game. I think Darius Baisley kind of just thought, like, hey, okay, if, it, it can't be anyone else. It has to be me tonight. Yeah. So, and I was glad. I was glad to see that because that's what I've been wanting from Darius Baisley. I've been wanting to see him. Uh, do this. I've been wanting to see him kind of take the game over for the Thunder mm-hmm. and uh, be that guy. So it was good. It was good to see that from Darius tonight. Yeah, it was good to see him kind of improve every area of his game like we, we've kind of talked about. I've been wanting to see him play at this level consistently because we've seen him have a couple outbreak nights like this before his injury. And, you know, to me, I was like, okay, that's great. But for you to be a key player for the Thunder's future, you need to be able to put up these numbers on a very consistent basis. And I think that's what he's proving now that he's been back. Yes, it helps that Shea Gildas Alexander isn't in. Yes, it helps that Lou Dort isn't in because he's going to be fed the ball more often than if it were the other way around. But Brady, when you look at what he was able to produce tonight and what Moses Brown was able to produce when he went into the third quarter because before then, you know, he wasn't as productive from the floor. And during the third quarter, he helped the Thunder go up on an 11-0 run. He scored seven of those points. Kind of talk about whatever you think when these two bigs get going, like what is what is so special about seeing Moses Brown and Darius Baisley be able to play, you know, kind of one off each other? I mean, I think the first thing for Darius Baisley is just, I think our good friend Brandon Rabar said it best on Twitter uh, during the game. All Basically all Darius Baisley's shot attempts of his 24 attempts, and I'm going to get to that in a second because there's something special about that number. They're all like drives and dunks, drives, layups, like high percentage shots and free throw attempts. Now, of course, that doesn't play into the overall field goal attempts, but I think Darius Baisley understands like what he could potentially be as a third, maybe fourth scoring option once everybody, like in a perfect scenario where everybody on this Thunder team is healthy because Darius Baisley is never going to be in a situation where he's looked at to be the offense. You're going to take 15, 16 plus shots. Like, that's not going to be Darius Baisley's game. Right. So, tonight, with the weird kind of situation, there's no uh, Lou Dort. Poku leaves after playing four or five minutes with a non COVID illness, as the Thunder uh, went on to reveal during the game. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird situation where it's like, all right, Darius, here's your green light and go ahead and do it. And I don't know if you guys uh, noticed this, but 24 attempts tonight for Darius Baisley. And of course, that's according to the Thunder's app. He could very well have more than that. He had 25. 25 attempts, which mm-hmm. is still applicable to what I'm about to say. Uh, last season, his rookie during his rookie year, uh, his uh, he had 16 shot attempts against uh, the Magic. I believe that was his uh, season high last yeah. year. This year, he's had two games over 20, 20 mm-hmm. and 21, uh, 21 against the Lakers about a, two months ago. So the career high for field goal attempts for Darius Baisley, because again. I feel like if he reaches his potential, reaches his ceiling, guys, he's never going to be a high-volume shooter. What he's going yeah. to be known for offensively in terms of the scoring is hopefully free throws and hopefully efficiency. So games where he's shooting 9 of 12 or 8 yeah. of 14, like games like that like we saw at the beginning of the, of the season out of Darius Baisley. And then, of course, with Moses Brown, I mean, you just look at how the, the Thunder just decimated the Pacers tonight in the paint. They scored 70-plus oh, yeah. points in the paint, just an <laughs> right. ungodly... It's just season high, actually. Uh, Yeah, and it's really the only reason why the Thunder were in this game to begin with. And now, remember, the Pacers don't have uh, T.J. Warren. He's been gone for, he's out for the year. He was lost about a month ago. Uh, They just lost Miles Turner. No Demonis Sabonis. Uh, 
as well. And basically, the, the Pacers just rolling out T.J. McConnell and friends mm-hmm. as well. So they, they very well are just as bad as the Thunder. But having said that, the very fact that the Thunder were able to just dominate the paint really shouldn't shock anybody because I think the Pacers started a 6-7 center. So <laughs> O'Shea. Yeah. O'Shea Brissett. Oh, boy. So yeah. I had, I had good on up. the Thunder for at least making them pay. Yeah, you know... When it comes to the Thunder's points in the paint tonight, it's, in my opinion, even though they did a great job of imposing their will, anytime Darius Baisley wanted a bucket down there, he basically got it. Moses Brown found his confidence in the third quarter, and other players were able to kind of get there in the in the lane whenever they were able to stretch the Pacers' defense. But I think the main reason you saw them going to the paint so much was because they couldn't find their shot from behind the arc, and we saw them struggle with this the entire game. I'm pretty sure at halftime they were 4 of 13 from behind the arc, and then in the third quarter, Kenrich Williams was the first to score, and there was only a minute... First to score a three, excuse yeah. me. First to score a three, and there's only like one minute and 30 seconds <laughs> left in the third quarter, and it was like five of 18 or five of 20 at that point. I'm thinking, oh, geez. Like, they yeah. just couldn't get anything going, Matt. Yeah, no, they couldn't get anything going, and... But yeah, no, they were they were having success in the paint. Obviously, I mean, O'Shea Brissett, I think... Uh, I don't know how tall he is, but he is... Uh, he's giving up a lot of size down there to... Moses Brown, he's given up a lot of size to Darius Baisley, even. Um, but yeah, no, Thunder just they couldn't get one to fall. And let's not let's not get crazy here. This this game it, it was more competitive than it has been in recent weeks for for Oklahoma City. But this was a bad basketball game. <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of bad. This was a Their sloppy final... a sloppy basketball game. I don't know how many total turnovers there were from everyone, but. Every time I looked back, there was a bad pat. Like, even down the stretch, yeah. Malcolm Brogdon threw it directly to Ty Jerome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Teo hits a three or something like that. And, yeah, I, I, it was, was so just an pretty. overall sloppy, not pretty basketball game. Not pretty. And the Thunder ended up shooting 9 of 29 from three-point range tonight. So that is 31% for you math lovers out there. Is that good? Mm, <laughs> not so much. That's below a third. Just a tattled bit below a third, and that's definitely not what you want from this team. I mean, well, actually, tanking-wise, great. Fantastic. But for development reasons, not too good. Their their usual uh, players that are, you know, really good at finding their shots from behind the arc couldn't really do it tonight. Svi Mikhailuk finished 2 of 5 from there, and Ty Jerome, 1 of 6. Actually, the player that was the most efficient from three-point range was Kenrich Williams. Yeah, he, won, he won from like 30 feet. I was like, what is going on here? I was, I was just like, bro, I was like, okay, where's this coming all right, from? Man. Hey, good for you. Yeah, I mean, when he hits it, I'm like, I'm, I'm just sitting there like, good for you, man. Yeah. Keep going because yeah. when, he, I mean, honestly, he's actually been looking pretty good the past few games. Like he's been increasing his he's offensive struggled. efficiency. He struggled during this losing during this losing streak, but tonight, yeah. tonight was, was good for Kenrich. I, I, I think, yeah, he had, he had strung a couple bad ones together, but. Yeah, it's good right. to see him get back to kind of like, like get his how we know back. how we know Kenrich Williams, how we why we uh, like Kenny Hustle this year. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons to like Kenny Hustle. There's a lot of reasons to like a lot of players on this team. But let's talk about who we liked the most. Brady, want to get in player of the game? Now the franchise Thunder player of the game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. Matt, who you feeling? Um. Give me, now give me Darius. 
It's, it's kind of got to be Darius. The I, I like the yeah the the uh, broadcast has Speed McKaylee, which I mean he played he played good too. I, I thought Speed did a lot of good things tonight. But yeah, Darius. I, that's for the reason why. Like I mean, we know all the stats: twenty six points, only one of eight from three tonight. But he was getting to the rim. Um, seemed like kind of whenever he wanted, and uh, yeah, it's just yeah. like we've like we've said earlier on in the year too about Darius. He he gets there, and then he just you want that end product. Like sometimes he doesn't have the end product. I think he, he's starting to get better at that. Um. And it's good to see. I, I was glad to see, like Brady was saying, like, and I completely agree with Brady. Like, he's never going to be that player when everyone's healthy. That it's like, okay, yeah, we we need you to take over this game. He's not, he's not going to be that player. But during this stretch, when everyone's out, like, I'm I'm glad to see that Darius Baisley has that in him because I was starting to think that he didn't. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just glad that he kind of he, he kind of like broke out of that shell a little bit, that like role player shell. Uh, if you will. Yeah, and what I really like about him lately is we've kind of complained about this a while in this post-game show where if he doesn't make his first shot, you can just tell in his body language that he gets discouraged and he lets it affect the later part of his game when he just needs to forget about it and just keep shooting. He missed his first shot tonight and I immediately thought, oh, here we go. He's probably going to have an off night. Probably won't get going until the third quarter. And he ended up just turning around and scoring 26 points tonight and really was just able to get hot. And I thought that this was kind of a turning point for him for that to happen in the beginning, for him not to get discouraged and him to just keep playing his style of game I thought was big. But Brady, who's your player of the game tonight? I mean, the thing about Darius Baisley is uh, you you look at the shot attempts, you look at the shot uh, choices, you you just cut down the threes in half. You're looking at a nine of eighteen night or an eight of eighteen night, much much more appealing to the eye, mm-hmm. but un- understandably so. Like he had the green light tonight, he was the offense outside of Svi Mikhailuk, who's my player of the game from the simple standpoint of the efficiency is there. Nine of sixteen, cool. Four yeah. of nine from the floor, twenty points overall in thirty six minutes, but somehow still led the team in turnovers with five. So a little bit of everything for Svi Mikhailuk. Uh, good offense, good efficiency, but the tanking for the turnovers. So you got to like that out of the former <laughs> Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah, I was going to go speed, too, just because he... He I, went to Kansas. That's no. Oh, I, no. I, I've I made him my tank commander of the game before. Yeah, through gritted teeth, yes. But it happened. Did yeah, you cry? Yeah. So, no. <laughs> Maybe shed a tear during break. You don't cry in the car. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, um, I cry into my pillow at night. Anyways, <laughs> I, I would give it to speed because Brady already touched on the efficiency, but just the fact that, you know, I saw him make a couple dunks tonight that just really got... You know, the Thunder re-energized. I thought he was really great in transition as well, playing off of Isaiah Roby well. And he was able to even record two blocks tonight. So he was getting it done on the defensive end as well. So for him to kind of have a balanced game like that, again, Brady here with the tanking turnovers, um, still doing getting it done. He was the second leading scorer for the Thunder with 20 points. So I thought he had a pretty balanced game. And he's going to be my player of the game, mainly because I don't want to go chalk with you and just... Do Darius Baisley, but I thought he was. You want to rock chalk, though. I do, but <laughs> Darius Baisley, you know, obviously had a really, really great game tonight. Yeah, we, and the one for eight from three from Baisley is like he just couldn't hit one tonight. I don't think they were bad shots. But even I, I, I don't no, think he, they were yeah. open, and yeah. you know, if, if SGA is in or if Lou Dort is in, those attempts are going to be going to them, like Brady kind of alluded to. So, like you know, he probably would be more would be looking at one of four more than he would be looking at one of eight. So I don't really blame him for that. Yeah, no, I mean, Darius, he looked good tonight, and especially driving to the hole, he just 
Some nights you can't buy one from outside. Yeah. Which some... the whole Thunder really couldn't tonight. So. <laughs> no one could. I mean, like, the most any player for the Thunder, from the Thunder that scored from the three tonight was two. Every player. Maladon, two of four. Mikhailuk, two of four. Kenrich Williams, two of three. Everybody else, one of something or O of something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. no one on Rough the night. team could shoot from behind there. And like I said, they were, 30, they were shooting 31% from behind the arc tonight, so... You're going to lose games when you can't shoot well from behind yeah, the arc. Exactly. But we have a lot more to get into. Of course, even though we've talked a lot about how well they played, someone has to get tank commander of the game. So that will be in the next segment. And I'm sure we'll get into some more interesting stuff. This is your first Take Thunder post game show. I'm Christine Butterfield with Matt Burton and Brady Trantham from behind the glass. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder first Take Thunder post game show. Presented by TotallyTickets.com on 1077 The Franchise. Majestic Wolf Lamp and his family. This is Galco, which is Hebrew for kindness. And, and what about the pup? The pup is unnamed. Because you can't put a name on the innocence of that face. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder first take Thunder Post Game Show. The OKC82 listeners are going to have to bear with us. We have to make this entertaining to us in some, some way, shape, or form. Yeah, because this I mean... We talked about in the first segment. This was just a sloppy game. This was a sloppy game, and I mean, the, the Pacers tried. They tried, didn't they? They tried to screw over OKC. They're yes. sitting, sitting Demontis Sabonis, sitting all the, all their players basically. They basically just had Malcolm Brogdon, Karis Levert, and were like, "Hey." They were like, "Okay, OKC is too close to getting this lottery pick. Yeah, we go try can't, to, we go can't try to let them do this." But yeah, no, the Thunderfall 122 to 116 to the Indiana Pacers. Guys, I kind of wanted to get into, um, I really kind of wanted to talk about Teo Maladon here because. You do? Yes. Now, okay. I, I really wanted to bring this up because I think there, there's definitely something there with Teo. I, I think that he could potentially, maybe not after the past, these, these like losing streak, but. I thought at one point in time, I don't think, I didn't think that it was crazy that he could end up on like a second team all rookie. Like I think that's how good he was playing for a stretch, and yeah. he had a couple good games, like the game against Phoenix, mm-hmm. like a bunch of those games. Um, but he's he's kind of struggled down the stretch, and we've talked about it kind of a lot because you know we kind of talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe. First of all, that was the tank know. rolling in. That was the tank. <laughs> well, Wait a second. <laughs> We're not I, there yet. I am. The sun I, is still up, Christine. My I, goodness. I don't know how I like instinctively knew something was about to happen, so I turned off my mic. What is in that? You don't even know. Okay, that's if yeah, I'm going to quote fair. Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's not water. As long as you don't ask me what's in my drink, we won't have no problems. <laughs> we won't have it's no problems. It's Spima right. special stuff. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's that Ukrainian Tapo Chico. Um, <laughs> Taco Sfico? Yeah. In Soviet Russia, Topo Chico drinks you. Right. <laughs> Y'all don't get that one. I'll explain it to I you. I don't. In post. Yeah, you can explain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was We'll like, fix it in post. Um, <laughs> so I, I kind of wanted to just get, kind of gauge where you guys are at with Teo Maladon, really, just kind of in a general sense, because I think there's something there. I think he can help the Thunder team going forward. Um, but Christine, I'll start with you. Kind of what, just in general, where, where are you at with Teo Maladon? Because he has struggled as of late, but mm-hmm. I do think, I personally do think that it is like kind of a rookie wall maybe because he hasn't yeah. played this many games ever. Yeah. So um, 
Yeah, kind of your just general thoughts on Teo. So, in the beginning of the season, when I was looking at both of Leski Pokoshevsky and Teo Maladon, I thought that Teo Maladon had a stronger start than Poku did. So that led me to be more excited for his future than Poku's, just based on the output that I was getting at that point in time. And I'm not saying that he still doesn't have a bright future because I look at Teo Maladon's playmaking ability, how he sees the floor, the plays he's able to make, and just create in his brain. Like, I can see what he wants to do. I can see that he has such a great basketball IQ, which is very exciting. Although, like you said, as of late, his production hasn't been as high, which I'm sure has to do with the fact that SGA is out, so he's playing a lot more, so we're seeing a lot more of his flaws because he's getting extended minutes there. But he hasn't been able to connect with every single player as much as you'd like, even though he's only 19. He hasn't been able to connect with every player. Still having a hard time getting his shot to fall. And again, I don't know if that's because he's not used to playing an NBA schedule as rigorous as this one with as many minutes as this. Um, But I am excited for his future. I just think at this point, like you said, he has hit a rookie wall. I think we've seen his um, peak at this season. I'm not saying that he... Obviously, I think he can get better than that and better than that has a high ceiling. Although, as far as this season goes, I think he has hit a peak. And I think that we've seen the best out of Taylor Maladon that we are going to get. And... Frankly, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of other players that are going to exceed their peak with <laughs> the fact that there's only a couple right. of games Rest left in, in the season. Right. Rest in the most peace. But Tail Maladon, I, I'm excited for his future, although this season I don't know how much more greatness we're going to get out of him night to night. Well, I mean, I'm at a point now where I just I simply don't care about the production. And, and I mean right. that in that... If he has bad game shooting wise, if he has bad game scoring wise, I don't care because everything that I wanted to see out of a second round pick from France right. that didn't have that much hype around him outside of the fact that oh he's he's Tony Parker's boy like oh he's going to be t- Tony Parker 2.0 right like that's the ceiling. I've seen enough out of him. Like the the fundamentals are there, the passing ability is there, the catch and shoot ability especially is there. I mean, really, what's going what it's going to come down to is just getting experience, and then getting experience not necessarily as being thrust into the starting lineup uh, because you're playing on a tanking team that's either sitting a lot of guys or have a lot of guy key guys out due to injury. Uh, I, I want to see what Taylor Maladon does in a more specific role next season with an off season under his belt, hopefully with some type of summer league type play under his belt. I mean, who knows what the NBA is going to end up doing for the young players uh, in the offseason, but I think players like Teo Maldon will certainly benefit from that because all everything that you want out of a point guard is there, and all, all it comes down to is just better experience, not just experience out of necessity, what he's yeah. getting right now, because a lot of times he's, he's set up to fail when you think about it, but in a more fine-tuned situation like he would see probably at the beginning of next season, I think is where you'd see the efficiency. I, I think you would see games where he would score. Yeah, I'm right there with you. You know, I think now that he's basically thrown into the starting five, being like, okay, you're kind of in charge of this offense, and you need to distribute and basically do everything in your power possible to win and to get these assists and to get players in the best position to score, I think that's a lot on his plate right now. And when you see them make the transition into next season when they're trying to make, I mean, if they do get a top five pick, which they probably will, that means that they're going to be a playoff contending team. And when they do get in that key spot, you're going to see him take a start on the starting bench or like start on the bench. And that means that whenever he comes out with that next five in, he's going to be able to do a lot more with them 
Yeah. Like Brady said, the efficiency is going to go up, but the playmaking is already going to be there because he's already gone through so many of these scenarios, and it's just going to look a lot more crisp and allow him to, I think, kind of feel more free. So I think yeah. with all those things... With all of those variables, he's going to look a lot more successful next season. Yeah, and whenever whenever uh, everyone was healthy early on in the year, he had one game. I, I can't remember if it was the Phoenix. Brady, was it the Phoenix game where he, he came off the bench, but it was basically like him on the bench, that was it, and yeah. he, he went off for 20 yeah. hours or many. Yeah. And I was like, that's that's the role I want, I want to see him in consistently. I want to see if he can be that, like, hey – all right, so Shea, Dort, all these guys are going to start. You're going to come off the bench and run the second unit, and you're just we're just going to go all the way through you, and we want you to be aggressive in this second unit. So I think next year, I think if he gets that role, where he'll he'll play some with Shea and those guys, but for the most part, being on that second unit, going against second team defenses, and being like, hey, we're going to run everything through you. Um, we want you to be aggressive, look for your shot, but still like just facilitate, kind of hand him the keys to that second unit. And kind of just let him go. I think. Uh, I think that would do. I think he would be, do really well. Well, I mean, uh, in a role like that. I mean, think about it right now. Like, what exactly is his role? Because when Lou Dort is in the game, Lou Dort runs the offense at the time. When when right. even when Alexei Pokashevsky's out there, there are stretches of the game where the offense runs through Pokashevsky. And then tonight it was the Darius Baisley show. So again, it's just a. He is the point guard in name only with this. Yeah. With this iteration of the Thunder roster. So a more fine-tuned, specified role for him. We kind of saw flashes of that early on in the year, and that's where we saw Teo Maldon at his best in terms of just raw number production. Right. He's just getting he's getting experience right now, I think, next year, whenever everyone's healthy and he can have a more, like you said, more defined role, more specific role. I think he will uh he will flourish in that role. Um but I think but- it's that time. I think it's that time, guys. We'll do the tank commander of the game. We're good! Tanking! Yeah. Tanking! Yeah, sorry. Sorry, we're good! We're good! Tanking! Through the quad and into the gymnasium! Come on, everybody! I thought I was hearing voices. I really want to hear. I can't believe you missed time that when you made. <laughs> I know the first one. I well, it was kind of a snap decision. I I, I decided a little too late to uh. to cover my own voice there. Hmm. But uh, Brady, I really want to hear who your tank commander of the game was. The Thunder's perimeter shooting just just <laughs> abysmal because the paint yes. production was just absolutely there. Yep. I'm at. I'm, the 2013-14 Oklahoma City Thunder will look at that paint production and go, I want me some of that. <laughs> but unfortunately, the perimeter production just was not there. It was uh, hard to watch, especially when you were depending on Kenrich Williams to knock down threes. At one point, we right. saw a Kenrich Williams heat check. That's where we were in this game. <laughs> Knowing what we know now with the Thunder uh, amnesty Kendrick Perkins and sign Moses Brown. <laughs> and would they sign uh, Moses Brown instead? What, what, was, what was more popular, amnesty Perk or fire Mike Stoops? Ooh. What was it? What was more fun to say? On I know what time? your answer is. At that point in time, at that point in time, Amnesty Perk. He, at that point in time, uh, he for really Brady was. though, it really was like that was really uh, Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, 
Well, yeah, Brady's been saying that forever. He still says it sometimes in his he sleep. He still does. In his sleep. He, he I, think he wakes, I think sometimes, yeah, I was just saying, Brady he wakes up in a cold sweat and he just flinches and cringes and goes, fire bike. He has night terrors and it's okay, Brady. Just know that he's gone. It's okay. You don't the have nightmare, to worry about it. The nightmare is over, you Brady. Can't, you can't hurt us anymore. You can't hurt us anymore. Christine, your tank commander. You deserve the better, game. Baker. <laughs> Baker Eric did Kyler. deserve bike better. Oh, my God. Uh, but my tank commander of the game since Brady stole the obvious choice, really. I'm going to go with Ty Jerome because the dude could not make anything from behind the arc. And that's pretty much one of his biggest advantages in this team is his ability to kind of be able to make a few key threes here and there and make sure he keeps the thunder in the game whenever the bench rolls out, especially when Svima Luke's in the starting five. That, you know position kind of goes to him in the bench so for him to go one of six from the three-point range i mean he besides darius basely he took the most attempts and he had basically the same output so he's my tank commander of the game today i like it i like it those are all good reasons for picking ride jerome as your tank commander of the game i am just going to go the thunder in general because the pacers tried they tried they tried to mess up the tank. They really and the, did. And the fellows in Thunder Blue, they they came together and they were like, you know what, guys? They're trying to out-tank us. But what we're going to do? But you know what we're going to do? We're going to tank even harder. That's right. The entire Thunder team came together for a common goal. That is what a team does. You come together in order to achieve that common goal. And uh, they did tonight, despite the Pacers sitting basically everyone that they have. Um, so yeah, go go Thunder. Way to, thunder way to not screw up. Way to not screw up. This is 12 in a row? 11, yes. 12, 12 I'm pretty sure it's 12. It's delicious. It is delicious. That is what it is. Um, but yeah, so Thunder are just my tank commander of the game. Good job to the Fun Thunder. Stuff. Good job to the Thunder. Way to go. Way to, way to keep that goal Right in sight. Even right though the Pacers, the Pacers tried, even though they, they were tempted, the they were really tempted tonight to go hardest. out and win. But you know what? They they were very serious. No, good for the Thunder. They it probably proved to was. be very disciplined. It probably was Ride Rome, and it probably was just the Thunder's three point shooting. They can. It was not their night tonight. Again, the Thunder fall one twenty two to one sixteen in Indiana to the Pacers. Up next, we got Brady's first time. Taking us around the association. Oh I my love, gosh. Love, Spicy. Love to hear it. And we'll also get a Tankathon update as well from Brady. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder postgame show. Presented by TotallyTickets.com on 1077 The Franchise. All I asked for was a freaking rotating chair, okay? Okay. 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 Getting a little afraid. I need an old priest and a young priest. The power of Christ compels you. And the power of Christ compels the thunder to take. What a time to be alive. Christine Butterfield here with Matt Burton and Bree Trantham behind the glass for the first time ever. This is your first take Thunder post game show. The Thunder lose 122 to 116 to the Indiana Pacers, but we already knew the score. We already knew what happened. It's that time of the show where Brady takes us around the association to find out what else happened in the NBA tonight. First time. 
are doing a good job. I'm trying to, at least. Yes, yeah, so let's start on the East Coast, shall we? Yeah. Toronto Bay Raptors. Shout out Matt Burton. Yes, sir. Defeat the Brooklyn Nets. It's because they've only had Kyrie Irving, KD, and, and James Harden play seven games, guys. Come on. It's really hard. But the Raptors get the win. 114 to 103. Raptors win. Kyrie. Raptors are. I think the Raptors are firmly out of OKC's way. I think so too. Twenty-five and thirty-four, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Kyrie Irving with twenty-eight points in the loss. Russell Westbrook and the Wizards get a win over his heated and hated, and you know, awesome rival Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. One eighteen to one fourteen for the Wizards. Twenty-five and thirty-three for you Thunder Tank fans out there. Uh, Kelly Oubre leads the way for the Warriors with 24 really? points. Oh my god! Probably the first Thunder, time anyone has said that. Thunder what? legend this year. Yeah. Thunder legend. Curry had an efficient 18, 8, and 7. That's that's what he does. Brad Beal 29 points, leading the league in scoring. And then Russell Westbrook with 14 points, 20 rebounds, and 10 assists. So there's some okay. up for the box score. He's closing in on Oscar for the most triple-doubles of all time. Oh, oh, uh uh-oh. closing in. Mr. Triple-Double. Cool. Chris Paul and the Suns get a win. Big win over the 39-19 Philadelphia 76ers. 116-113. to Chris Paul, 28 points. Go along with eight assists. Three rebounds. Devin Booker, 19 points. And then for the Sixers, you've got 38 from... Probably the MVP of the league, uh, Joel Embiid. 38 points and 17 rebounds. Just... Just stupid. That's. I was about to say, shut up. Like, there's. He's he's just going crazy. Who's your MVP? Nicole Jokic. Of course. But no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Joel Joel Embiid's playing crazy this year. Good for him. No, he's going off. Good for him. Former Kansas Jayhawk. Yeah, that's his only downfall. Yikes. The Cavs destroy Chisholm Holland's Chicago Bulls 121 to 105. And so again, tank fans out there, the Cavs are now 21 and 37. The Bulls are 24 and 34. Bulls might be out of the way. Lori Markinen with 16 points. The finisher himself. And then 30 points for Mr. Colin Sexton. Garland with 25 points for the Cavaliers. Go Cavs. And these games are going on still. They're all pretty much in the fourth quarter in the second half. We've got the Jazz up on the Rockets, 108-74. to Scary moment in the Hawks game, Trey Young. Everybody's favorite around here, Trey Young, was carried off the floor after an apparent ankle injury. But the Hawks are... Carried? Lo- yes. Oh, no. Yes. The Hawks yeah. are currently beating the Knicks, 109-107 to 107 in Madison Square Garden, seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter, however. And then the Heat, of course, are losing to the Spurs because, you know... Wah for me. 62-59, to 59, <laughs> and then rounding out the current games in action. The Mavs are currently stomping the Pistons by 10, 79-69 in the third quarter. Nice. Well, nice, see nice, nice. And that was around the association. That was around the association. Brought no, to wasn't. you Great job. by Brady Trantham. Great job, Brady. No, it wasn't. Good job. It was a good job. What do you, what do you mean, no, it wasn't? It's hard to mess up just reading scoreboards. <laughs> I do it. I do it very often on this show, and uh, yeah, if I can do it, anyone can. Well, that you, wasn't fair either. You guys are just the experts. No, no. This is this is weird for me. Is it weird for you, Brady? 
This is weird for me. I mean, nothing's truly weird except watching a, a tanking team for 72 games a year <laughs> and then expecting... And talking about it for you know, a like, Basketball is a sport that you watch to be entertained. Even when you're covering it, you know, you do this job because you like sports, obviously, and then you want right. to be entertained at the same time because mm-hmm. it's... You know, it, the alternative is, well, you could probably go make more money and get a desk job, but you don't get entertained like by watching basketball in your office. But this, this is truly a test of will. <laughs> Shout out to the Thunder fans who, yeah. who park their rear ends on the couch, eat their popcorn, watch this team, and cheer their lungs out. Shout out to you, Honestly, sir or madam. Shout out to you guys who are being true fans, because if you can make it through this season, you can make it through any season. And then you can say that you were here with them through thick and thin. No one wants a no one else, like who who else exactly. Would, and this would do is that? thin. Have you seen Pokushevsky? <laughs> Good one. Thank you. Good one. Appreciate it. But yeah, much like the Thunder. This post-game show is also taking a developmental season as <laughs> Brady is behind the glass today for the yeah, first doing, time. Yeah. Matt sitting next to me. We're co-hosting this. We're just what throwing a time. the status quo out the window. Honestly, yeah. We're just, we're just, you know, hey, not afraid to... I'm going to say every Thunder... Um, we're just doing regular cliche. bad boy stuff. We yeah. are, we're, you know, we're here to focus on basketball. We are um, throwing mistakes out the window. It's okay to make mistakes. We're trying to be creative, yep. spontaneous. Yep. Tried to get that. Tried our best to get that Jerry Ramsey character out of here, but he <laughs> still, still hovers around sometimes. You so. still, you still need that old veteran to pick it up when you know it's been a few games and they're facing someone big. And goes, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's a- again, the Thunder lose tonight, one twenty-two to one sixteen, and I'll go ahead and you know go to Brady on this for our last thoughts. But my last thought tonight, again, we're used to saying this at this point, but the Thunder's bench is just, when you look at their future, if they're all going to stay here, the Thunder will be building a very strong bench. Like tonight, they outscored the Pacers bench 47 to 26. That's that's like a very strong output from a bench. That's really close to double what the other bench did. And so having a bench be able to come in and make a very positive contribution to the game is so key and kind of, you know, really underrated whenever most teams are focused on getting a super team and getting, you know, a great starting three or, you know, even four players that can really contribute. So having a a deep bench like that, I think, is really strong. So if they keep the same players moving forward and they can keep this chemistry going, I think it can be really big for them. But Brady... What are your last thoughts from this game tonight? Kel, can we just watch Lou Dort play? Because I mean, when Mark Dagnall announces that Lou Dort is not playing, I'm like my heart sinks a little bit. It's like, come on, just give me something to watch and be excited for. But I mean, I, miss it. I mean, Christy, you talk about the bench, and you're right from a raw production number standpoint. <laughs> I was about to but say when the, the roster thing. is essentially everybody playing is essentially the bench. Well, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. And so they like, outscored the Pacers bench. The Pacers only had three, three guys. Players. Come the I know. I know. From a Ross, like I know. It's not like it's, it's not the but biggest. You're saying. Like, they did play shout well. out to the Pacers bench for scoring 27. <laughs> the, Thunder, the Thunder bench did. They did play well. So you're not. You're I'm saying like basically all of them played well except for Robinson, but he only played for four minutes, so you can't really right. be mad at that. And even though the whole roster is the bench, like. So you're saying, like, if you, you know, downgrade Tim McKaylick to the bench, you downgrade Teo Maladon and possibly Moses Brown or Poku, that's the bench? 
That's not too bad. I mean, no. I mean, there four of these five guys in the starting lineup are bench players on this current Thunder roster at full strength. Darius Baisley is the only starter, but with the way Pokushevsky's played, I mean, you can throw out some interesting lineups with Poku uh, starting and maybe Darius Baisley coming off the bench, but that's a different story for a different day. But, I mean, I mean, of course, I mean, Moses Brown coming off the bench is going to help the numbers standpoint. Uh, Tony Bradley is weird in that the dude is always doing something. He's hard to miss. Like, he's very tall. He's very big. He's very slow. He's not as... He's not as flashy or potentially dominant as Moses Brown because when Moses Brown gets some trash dunks, like you know that he's out there. Mm -hmm. Tony Bradley, very easily, you can miss out there, but then you look down and it's like, okay, he's putting out some production. So, I mean, when you're not playing to win as the Thunder suits and brass are kind of hoping for, and you're a player who's out there to win games and Tony Bradley and you're trying to put stuff on film to show to other teams potentially that, hey, I can do something. I like what I see out of Tony Bradley, but again, like the expectations for that type of player are extremely low. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I think Tony Bradley is a very like steady force in the paint. You don't really see him do anything too crazy, but he has very solid fundamental moments. But Matt, anyway, yeah, no, he, he did. I, I like Tony Bradley too. He, I mean, he was he's a Tar Heel, but I mean, I. <laughs> If he if he plays well like that, then I can overlook okay, that, I guess. Okay. But uh, no, as far as the game tonight, it was it was a sloppy game. I don't know what else you want me to say. It was sloppy. There were passes going everywhere. Uh, I was expecting Guys. some. I was expecting some uh, sequences to be posted on uh, Rob Perez's uh, Twitter with the caption "Basketball is beautiful." Um, just there there were so two bad. possessions. If there was one more possession, I think the Pacers scored. I know, I know what you're talking about, Matt. If there was one more possession of a turnover, <laughs> right. I think we would have seen it. We would have seen it yeah. on there. In but two straight minutes yeah, of I think it was a Karis loud. Levert layup pass from Mal- yeah. Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. But yeah, that was just, it was such a bad season. I don't know. It was kind of a sloppy game. I'm glad Darius played well. I think he needed that. And for us, we needed to see that out of Darius. Um, but yeah, this was just, it was a, not a good basketball game to watch. We are burying the lead, by the way. Uh, sorry to Oh, yeah. Do you hijack. have Tankathon pulled up? Yeah. Uh, well, we need to get in Tankathon before we leave. I mean, outside but... of Tankathon, Pokashevsky leaves with a non-COVID illness. Uh-huh. And we have not talked about Indianapolis nightlife. And we unfortunately don't have Ryan Chapman here right. who just experienced Indianapolis nightlife. Right. True. I mean, It's I... not talked about enough. As, as many NBA players do, they get a little too rowdy in Indianapolis. I get it. It's probably an easy city to get rowdy in. And I mean, hey, like he's new to this. He doesn't know the lifestyle yet. I'm sure he's right. just... He went a little too hard. He just went a little too happens. hard. Someone that's someone that's that tall, you got got to have a lot of uh, other yeah, substances Brady, in your you, system. What did you think about him going out in Indiana? It probably reminded him of his uh, native Eastern Bloc. Yeah. <laughs> ah. it's, it's very cold. There's not a lot of color. <laughs> he went out to some techno club. There's a Ugh. very bland Wearing architecture. suits and fanny pack. Ugh. Are there like are there Aren't, the like do you know those cold like those like cold clubs where like they make the you put bars? on yes yeah, yeah, yeah. the ice bars there's got he's got to he's got to feel at home at one of those right why is the That's fanny pack coming back I've I saw four people I was sitting at a very fine local establishment known as the pump over by my apartment and my goodness I saw four people walk by with fanny packs on you can fit like pretty much anything you need in there man now i say that it's either that or do you or wearing a satchel you know you I, a satchel i say or do you that want a fanny pack? 
And I am somebody who has complained so much about this gigantic phone trying to fit in my pocket with my keys <laughs> and my wallet and my ear plug, my ear things, whatever. Was it all males? Uh, three of them were men. One of them was a girl. Okay. Lady, I should say. I don't know her name personally. I'd rock a fanny pack. I think Matt Burton could pull off a fanny pack. I don't know about you, Brady. I'm surprised New Balance of Edmund didn't send you one, Matt. (laughs) It's in the mail. Yeah, because you know what? I didn't want to tell you guys. Joke's on you guys. Matt's like, you know how you haven't gotten your shoes yet? Not only have I gotten mine, but I also have... Not only did I get a pair of shoes, I got another one as well. But I did... Yeah. You know, you purchase those on the yeah, side, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Go hang we, out with we Darius. We need to get into details. I'm thinking, I'm really just like, do I need to message Darius Baisley about this? Yeah, go hang out with Darius Baisley, you sell Yeah, out. he won't message you back. I already told him not to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm we've not, seen, so we've not seen Christine's DMs today. I don't think we need to see any more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we don't need to talk about that. But Brady, <laughs> do you have the Tankathon odds for us? Yes, the Thunder are currently... In the shout-out, Ryan Chapman once again. Reverse fifth seed at 20 and 39 following tonight's loss. Detroit, 18 and 40, tied with the Orlando Magic for the third seed, both at 18 40, like I said. Minnesota, 16 and 43. Houston, 15 and 43. And I'm still shocked that Houston is this bad. Dude, I'm, and with the Cleveland win, uh, OKC moves a game and a half ahead of them for that five spot. Yeah. Love that. Currently four and a half back of the... Reverse one seed, Oklahoma City. They're not getting there. They're not going to. No. They're not going <laughs> to. There's get no there. way they're getting but there. Look, they're about to get swept by the Wizards. So more That's than likely. True. true. Which, I, by, by the they, way, do you think there's an outside chance at four and three, or three and four seed? Because eighteen and forty. I think there's a chance. The magic. I do. The magic and Pistons are eighteen and forty. OKC's twenty and thirty nine right now. Like I really I do don't think there's know a chance. One of those teams maybe could win. I. Would not put my money on it being the Pistons, but I, do you think Orlando could? No, I don't. I don't know. I'd have to look in I their schedules. I think it might be I within. Haven't... It might be within reach, but it seems more of like a pipe dream. The unfortunate of. thing is Oklahoma City's already played those two teams twice. They're in the Eastern Conference, so you play them right. twice mm-hmm. each. And yeah, Oklahoma City's already run through Orlando and Detroit. They got swept by Detroit, and I think they split with Orlando. I think yeah. They lost in OKC and then beat them in Orlando. So right. how? You know, you talked about in the first half of the season, oh, they've, they've won too many games. The games that they did win are kind of the head-scratcher. Right. And, and when you look at, once the dust settles and you know that they've already beaten Orlando, it's just like, guys, did you have to do that against the Magic? <laughs> right. right, like, could you have just lost but one extra also, game to one of these teams? Also, I don't think anyone expected them to just ship everyone in, in the, at the trade deadline. Like, here's Nikola Vucevic, you're out of here. Here's Evan Fournier, you're out of here. All of our good players, you're gone. Fire sale at the trade deadline. True. So um, we'll try again. Yeah. We're the yeah. Orlando Magic. Oh, goodness. True, true, true. But the Thunder are in that reverse five seed, so that's definitely something to be excited about. And hopefully, another thing to be excited about: possibly Lou Dort making in another appearance soon. Please, please. Anyway, the Thunder lose one twenty-two to one sixteen to the Indiana Pacers, keeping it on the tank.